This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 893, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 7th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is a quick little reviews episode. Uh, it's episode, what, 893, looking at releases from the week of July 7th. Uh, a fair bit of books actually came out on July 7th. I actually haven't had a chance to read many of them, unfortunately. I was actually off last week, but uh, somehow, uh, you know, I just had other things I had to end up doing, and I didn't really get a chance to sink my teeth into a lot of these issues. Uh, we had Amazing Spider-Man 70, uh, which is the prelude to Sinister War. You got Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 2, which is part of the Infinite Destinies. Uh, we got America Chavez, Made in the USA. Avengers, uh, Batman, Batman Secret Files, The Signal, Captain America, Children of the Atom, Crime Syndicate, Crush and Lobo, Extreme Carnage Alpha, uh, Green Lantern, Hellions, Immortal Hulk, Justice League, Justice League Infinite, uh, Runaways, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Suicide Squad, The Joker, Puzzle Box, Swamp Thing, and Wonder Girl. So I'm only talking about two books today. Uh, both have an X in the title. First one up is X Force, and this is issue 21. Uh, this is written by, let's see, who is this written by? I feel like it's probably by the regular artist, uh, or sorry, writer. It's interesting. This one has, if you actually flip through it, it's not until, like, what, page 10 or so um, that you actually get the the credits. Uh, it's written by, uh, let's see here, Ben Percy, artwork by Joshua Kassara and Robert Gill, uh, and then you have Guru FX on color art. Um, I really dug this. Um, first of all, X-Force is just been one of my favorite books uh, since the beginning of Dawn of X. I just love the art by Kassara. Uh, it's got a very kind of Jerome Pena feel. I hope that's not unfair to either of them. Um, so I like kind of seeing how you have this, how the X-Force team kind of uh, gets involved. I love seeing kind of the, the, the man things. Um, there's some great action in this issue. Uh, I like the idea uh, right before you kind of cut to the, the credit page where you have the idea that um, uh, you know, the man thing was trying to save him. It was an interesting kind of little wrinkle there at the beginning. And so anyways, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, crazy with the kind of, you know, the, the, what man, the, the, the man thing basically is doing uh, and how X-Force kind of comes in and gets involved. Uh, I love the action. Uh, I thought this was great. Uh, a very enjoyable book. But uh, this wasn't uh, wasn't the big X release of the week. Uh, the big one was X Men number one. This is by Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz, um, and this was you know this is not it's not a hyperbole to say this is kind of the big launch. Uh, I got Jerry Duggan writing it as I said, Pepe Larraz on art with Col- um, Marte Gracia on color art, um, and this is you know the the new era uh, uh, inside the larger new era. <laughs> you have this new era where you have a, a proper team of X Men heroes. So Jerry Duggan is just definitely you know drinking down the Kool Aid that uh, Hickman put out about do crazy, do crazy, weird, do zany. Uh, so you have, you know, a whole new base for the X-Men in New York, which is basically a giant treehouse. Um, again, this is this this stuff feels just so audacious, but exciting, and it just feels very in line with the current era. Seeing the team jump into action, seeing how they work together, um, you know, Laraz's artwork is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love the you know the giant like X Mecha they all put together. Very Power Rangers there. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, this had a lot of energy and excitement. It felt like you know again a, a, tr- a return to traditional superheroics on one end, but at the same time very over the top crazy. Just like the you know the best of the current period of uh, the current um, you know House of X period where everything kind of goes a little bit a little bit crazy. So this one. 
there's a lot of excitement here. Um, this was just really interesting to, to read uh, how you know humans are really worried about Krakoa. They kind of expand that idea, the idea that you know how are mutants resurrecting the dead? If this gonna, is going to become a primary plot point, um, is really exciting. You know, when people realize that you know mutants can't die or that they can die but then be resurrected, what's that going to mean? Like, I think it's been unclear the general populace if they really know how how this is happening like they know that Charles Xavier the people who ordered his hit that he survived but do they know he died and then was resurrected that's kind of unclear but that would stand a reason that would be a very closely held secret within the X-Men ranks or not the X-Men the uh, mutant ranks of Kokoa so I'm really excited to see more development on that level uh, the artwork is absolutely gorgeous the line work the color work is so vibrant and exciting um, That's this is something I had said back when House of X came out is that book just felt different because it took modern coloring and it really amped it up and there was a there was a, an extra glossiness a certain vibrancy to the colors that not all colorists are, I think are able to uh, really ascertain or, or attain a level and this one especially I felt like it really achieved that there it was just the colors shimmer off the page when you have characters like you know using um, you have Jean Grey's kind of uh, pink psi effects you have Sunfire and his fire and his flame you have the kind of look of sync kind of syncing up with other people um, you need colors that are going to be really strong uh, a lot of these characters have you know signature colors for when they do things like uh, Polaris has a you know her her green so it's really important to be able to nail that those colors and they do um, so this is you know a big shout out to Gracia for the amazing color work also just from a story level I love that Ben Yurick shows up in an X-Men book it's just he has on occasion showed up other places but he's primarily a, you know um, a Daredevil or a Spider-Man sporting player so it's nice to kind of see him elsewhere uh, in somewhere like the X-Men uh, which again is you know part of the broader Marvel Universe and sometimes more than others and this definitely feels like we're seeing a more integrated X-Men team that's definitely superheroes based in New York which is something we haven't seen for a while at least for the not what two years um, and so this is this was a very exciting launch I'm excited to see what Duggan does going forward and again with Pepe Larraz on art I couldn't be more thrilled uh, so that is everything for this week that uh, I had a chance to read. Um, the, the show's been a little bit all over the place in terms of kind of being up to date, uh, which I've, I've hated for the past year. I feel like I'm constantly shifting schedules. It used to be Monday or Tuesday was reviews episodes, and then Fridays was the non-reviews, and that's kind of been all over the place. So I am hoping after issue, sorry, episode 900 that I can start to get back to a semblance of the old normal. Uh, but looking at upcoming releases, um, the week of the 14th, uh, we have from, you know, let's see, IDW, we have uh, new issues of Transformers, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, My Little Pony and Friendship is Magic, number 100, actually. Uh, at Image Comics, you got uh, Die, number 18, you got Silver Coin, number 4, Moonshine, number 26, Skybound, number, Skybound X, number 2. And at Marvel, you've got Aliens Aftermath, number 1, uh, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood, number 404, Champions, Conan the Barbarian, Excalibur, uh, Extreme Carnage, Scream, History of the Marvel Universe trade paperback. That's exciting. Um, I have the hardcover. It's not the hardcover. The oversized Marvel Treasure Edition version, but it's a great book. Uh, you have the Marvel, Mighty Marvel... Mighty Marvel Masterworks version of the Fantastic Four, uh, which is a, a lower price point than your typical Marvel Masterworks. They're slightly t- t- uh, smaller trim size, and they're soft cover, but they're only 16 bucks, and you get, like, you know, the standard 10 issues. Uh, you got Sinister War number one, so that's a, a big kind of... S- We're getting to the end game of Nick Spencer's run in Spider-Man, and this is part of it. Uh, we have Spider-Woman number 13, Star Wars Doctor Offer number 12, Star Wars Bo- uh, War of the Bounty Hunters 
Uh, number two of five. We got uh, Taskmaster, Rubicon Trigger, Trade Paperback. I got Thor, number 15. You got Ultimates by Al Ewing, Complete Collection. Excited that that's put all together. You got Way of X, number four. And you got uh, X Core, number three. Amongst other DC books that, uh, you know, Diamond doesn't have them, so I don't have them uh, right off the top, tip of my fin- uh, top of my tongue, tip of my fingers, something like that. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, you can find us, sorry, you can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye.